Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to a new episode of the NES Experience. This episode, we're going to be talking about something topical for everyone, regardless or irregardless of whether or not you're an athlete, or if you're just a NARP. We're going to be talking about what the best time to work out is, uh, and as people who have been athletes and people who are now past that point in their life, uh, still trying to find time to, to get workouts in. Ned, uh, do you kind of want to start breaking down for us uh, what your experiences have been with trying to fit in workouts to your routine before we get into some pros and cons? Yes, so ultimately we are going to talk about morning, afternoon, night, what is the best time ideally, and for our athletes, um, it's it's something more controllable, but with adults there is really the important thing is to get your workout in and be able to audible or make changes according to what the game of life throws at you. So right now, because summer and winter are my busiest seasons, I've taken on the Hamden Hall high school gig, which now sucks up. Oh, that sounded negative. So with Hamden Hall uh, consuming more three-hour blocks, three three three-hour blocks a week, that cuts into, of course, Ned's workout days and times. So typically everybody, I still get this, hey, Ned, hey, man, do you work out? Yeah, man, you can't do this job and not exercise. That shit doesn't play out too well. Like, I can't have linemen bigger than, or a stomach bigger than the linemen that I train and look like a complete degenerate. With that being said, my old man ARP workouts, not NARP. NARP would be a non-athletic regular person. ARP would be an athletic regular person. My ARP workouts are typically, you know, 60 to 75 minutes of total body work three days a week. Um, I actually do the same workouts that my athletes do, minus the running mechanics and power, because Ned don't need to jump on a box anymore. Um, But as far as doing legs every day, core correctives and all this, I basically do the, the workouts that they do. And also, I'm not trying to deadlift 500 pounds. Uh, but mine is my goal is to not have boobs. So, <clears throat> what's for all you uh, people over the age of four or under the age of forty? What you're gonna figure out if you're more of the line and build like me is basically if if I don't do chest in a two week span, which has currently happened, I get moobs. So I start to I have super high awareness of my body and I could pinch myself and tell my body fat and guess my weight. It's kind of freaky, but it is what it is. But, yeah, I basically get boobs if I missed doing chest for a couple weeks. So with that being said, the the concept, and also when you get older, as long as I'm lifting three days a week, generally nothing hurts. If I don't exercise, things hurt, whether it's old Achilles tendonitis or middle back issues or lower back or shoulders. So uh, working out for me because of my job... Um, and my hefty stature and injury history. Basically, I've signed up, whether I like it or not, a lifetime of working out. But I've had to completely switch over to a meathead bodybuilding type workout because I'm trained enough to where I have to get a certain amount of volume in to keep my, and don't call me a dad bod, that was thrown out three weeks ago. Uh, That's very insulting. I don't have a dad bod dad bods or people that don't work out. I feel like we covered this on a podcast, but 
when you when people throw around the dad dad bod is like a dude that used to be athletic that doesn't work out anymore that now has a dad bod. Dad bod is not a dude who has put together a string of maybe three years, four years of consistently lifting, and dad bods eat chips and goldfish, and I don't. Well, not goldfish, but occasional chips because COVID caused this chip thing in our house to where I went from never eating chips my whole life to throwing down the, those mini bags of Doritos because there's nothing a kid likes more than those little fucking individual bag of chips. With that being said, I am now pivoted. I've pivoted to a, uh, I'll do core one day, legs one day, back one day, chest one day. So basically I only got 25, 30 minutes. Um, so I'm trying to break them up and do five lifts, quote unquote, a week. Um, and I just pick a body part and I do that because that's the only thing that can allow me to consistently work out. And you're saying, Ned, just go for a 30 minute run. Haven't ran since Rocky died. Everybody goes through their life training cycle of fitness. Haven't done cardio in a year. So because I always went with him, it's complicated because what I don't talk about is all the backstories and psychological bullshit that happens on why people get off track and stop exercising. Um, I have the benefit of knowing what I know to where I could have fallen in the trap. You lose your dog, your best friend, you know, and literally to this day, I can't go walking because of, you know, what it brings out. I also have, am not a big fan of cardio, but because of my dog's health, I, it made me do cardio. So I've, I was, I was, we were, we literally like relied on each other and he's the one that kept me healthy and I kept him alive. Maybe, uh, even though he died, but it was cancer cancer's a bitch point being um as far as my type of lifting that has changed because ultimately i'm not i'm not an athlete so i can do if i need for the next six weeks that's when hamden hall is done if i need to switch to some dumb bullshit bodybuilding workout just to maintain me where i am to get the things that i need to get done to kind of move this whole train on to have those energy levels throughout the whole day because i left uh earlier in the day in order to get all those good things from lifting um, I got to change what I do. With that being said, I still do it at the same time. So Ned's perfect time to lift is afternoon. Um, and it's before I go to work. So basically I train myself and then I go train people. Um, and I have chosen that and because not because, well, I need to I need to burn more fat. So I should work out in the morning. That's great. But, and then I'm going to kind of go over, the benefits and well we are going to go over the benefits of you know the timing on when to do it and ultimately you know you have to learn what your personality and your work schedule is and then you would want to slide in to where you know you can get it in but understand you know some of the things that are going to happen if you choose to <clears throat> work out in the morning um so i guess i'll start with that so when you look at the morning and I'm going to have you add in some stuff that you researched. We did independent research. I went with every case scenario I have of various, you know, people that needed to lose weight, gain weight, work out. I mean, this is a lot of this is talking about this isn't so much an athlete thing. I guess it could be a little bit of an athlete thing, but really it's a hybrid of, you know, ARPs, NARPs, and athletes. But um, if you're trying to lose weight, you want to work out in the morning. Um, your testosterone levels. Didn't you say that they are, are they higher in the morning or at night? You said cortisol levels are up 75%, not to steal some of your information. Um, 
testosterone levels are higher at night. That's my guess. No, they are in the morning. There are in the morning. I'm changing that answer because, well, you give me the answer and then I'll tell you why I'm changing my answer. So the, the answer is that the testosterone levels, based on the research that I saw and digested, uh, are higher in the morning. However, at night, during your workouts, you produce more testosterone. Gotcha. So I think scientifically that probably makes sense, but it does I don't because know how that works. If you look at morning wood, why do you have morning wood? You have morning wood because of the high testosterone levels. You might want to fact check that, but that is that is information that's floated around. Anyways, I don't care about testosterone anyways. What I want to talk about is burning fat. So higher versus long, don't care, doesn't matter. But what, what I do know is your glycogen stores are lowest in the morning. Um... And that allows you, if you're pairing aminos with it, you've heard me say it nine times on the podcast, if you want to lose weight, empty stomach in the morning with aminos, and that is your best way to lose fat. Um, So, but not everybody needs to lose weight. If we're talking about exercise in general, that doesn't apply to you. But uh, the second benefit is you get it over with. So you're less likely to miss a workout. The earlier you work out in the day, the more time it gives you, even if you prep for a 9 a.m. workout and that doesn't happen, you still have fallback of afternoon and the evening, which you think it's fallback, but it's really not fallback because you have the whole rest of your day kind of filled out. But if you could, it does give you some multiple levels of protection, um, it, you know, even if you, you don't get it. But there is, I mean, we've all worked out in the morning and you had to do the early mornings. There is kind of a, ah, after you're done, like, Ah, check that button or check that box so um and what we do now is research you have more energy when you work out generally now you're saying that because of cortisol levels you have less energy or you're more depleted and you have less energy right after the workout which i found true because when i first started um writing down and monitoring my own fitness levels I used to walk around and bitch because I was working around early in the morning and I was like I was working out early in the morning I'd be like man everybody's talking I'm exhausted everybody's talking about how much how much energy I'm supposed to have and and I don't so I couldn't figure that out now now that I work in the out in the afternoon when I work out it actually like I'll be like man I want to take a nap I go work out and then I have more energy throughout the day I nap less and I sleep better um, with the, with the working out, I'm going to count two o'clock earlier in the day as opposed to nighttime. When I think night, I think Valley batting cage. But, uh, as far as the stuff that you researched, uh, we went over testosterone. What else is going on in the morning? Is that what they said? Yeah, pretty much, uh, spot on. So the notes that I have, uh, pretty much say that it, you can double the fat burning rate in the morning when you work out and that kind of checks out because obviously you know you're working out on an empty stomach all that kind of stuff that you said no car- carb stores are depleted so you're ready to tap right into well not completely but 
yes, you're going to get into fat oxidation quicker. I didn't know that they did research to say that you have you burn double, so that's great. Yep, and then uh, kind of I I don't really know how to do this one, but I guess it kind of just goes into you burn a lot of energy in the morning, so you need more fuel. Uh, typically, you'll eat a hundred more calories a day on average if you're working out in the morning. Makes sense. I'll agree. Um, and then also it says that it can help regulate your sleep cycle and improve your sleep quality. Definitely. Because what interrupts sleep cycles is excessive longer naps. And uh, by doing the workouts early, you're going to have more energy in that middle day window when everybody crashes and and you'll probably be more tired because without the nap, which will allow you to fall asleep quicker and at a better timing, which will allow you to sleep better. Makes 100% sense. Great. Maybe I should switch to the morning. Now, here's the problem. Morning, I'm never going to work out in the morning. No shot. Why? Fucking tired. Tired. Non-functional. Can barely communicate with humans. Uh, can't pull. Now, if you're a college athlete and they force you to do it, you learn to do it and you're good. That doesn't mean that you're operating your best. So I've worked out in all three morning, afternoon, and night. And my worst, my worst workouts are, you know, in the morning. So other challenges with that, you're on the time crunch. So if we're talking to the ARPs and NARPs, you have work, you have kids, you have, you know, even if you're in college and you're on the weight loss plan, you have or you're in college, um, school, the game of life, there's so many things that are going on, and if you're crammed up in that morning, and you, if you're not the type of person that can be like, all right, going to work out, set a clock, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever you give to yourself, and be on that tight time schedule, what happens if the game of life comes in and that kind of gets interrupted? So people have typically less time in the day in the morning, and if you do, you might not fit that it can work into your schedule, or that you're too fucking tired and you value you value the extra 30 to 45 minutes of sleep over that. So um, it might not be practical with your life. So if you are a 2 a.m. go to sleep guy and you have to work at 8, which means you have to get up at 6 to work out, I mean, yes, you need to change your sleep habits, but ultimately you're just going to be less likely because I do have the morning athletes, a dude, morning group, morning group, fucking awesome, need to be in the morning and they know show or they're late every day. Um, <clears throat> with athletes, not only are they late, but because they're late, they don't fuel yourself enough. So a lot of people don't like to eat breakfast. If you are lifting and doing strength training, you have to have slow-absorbing carbs, lean proteins, fruit or vegetable before you go in there, and you have to have enough of that food. So a challenge that I'm getting with my Saturday morning athletes right now, or all my athletes, they don't eat enough. So they're not getting a good quality workout before they go in, you're a former athlete. I mean, how the hell do you feel yourself the way that you're supposed to do at 5 a.m. with a college left? Tell me how that's supposed to happen, which is why I hate 5 a.m. college lefts. Already you have the bad programming deal with and the lack of staffing and the quality of trainer, but now let's throw your lack of ability. You don't have enough sleep going into that left and you don't have enough food. How are those 5 a.m. lefts going, Dante? I mean, Tay. Yeah, I, I absolutely hated them. But in a strange way, I used to wake up at 5.15 uh, and grab a couple of my, my friends and we'd go up to, to KO 
So I, I was really used to early morning workouts, or not workouts, but early morning wake-ups. And then I also used to go, uh, when I was playing basketball, wake up at 4.30 in the morning and work on jump shots for, for about four hours. So when it came to the 5, 6 a.m. lifts, I had the, the energy, which was kind of good, but at the same time, I would absolutely crash in in my ne- like morning class. I'd fall asleep whenever I had a, a morning practice or spring ball, and we had to get to a morning class. I'd, I'd just pass out. So I I kind of suffered there, but you know, and and at the same time, for for me fueling myself, I drink a, a protein shake, throw down some black betas, you know, get some of that that heat, and uh, and just go to go to work, sweat my fucking balls off. But you Jesus, know, but yeah, it was a good. Actually, it was a terrible time, but you know, moved some weight with the heat. Uh, the heat was one of the best supplements of all time, and it's a shame if I ever win the lottery, I'm going to buy the, whatever, $2 million, whatever requirements to be able to produce it. I'm just going to work out and drink the heat and sweat with the black pepper extract that they put into it. But, um, so morning workouts, we kind of went over that. Afternoon, this is the Ned favorite, but Ned is self-employed, and when we did the self-employment podcast, hey, you get to, you, the benefits of... If I, honestly, I don't even know what I would do if I had to, if I worked a job where I had strict hours and had to be there because it's just, I am almost impractical with my ability to work that in. With that being said, a lot of people don't think that I have a full-time job. A lot of my athletes think that this is a side gig. So according to what they think I do on a daily basis, I have all the time in the world to work out because all I do is train them for a couple hours and then go home and play video games, but... The what I like about the afternoon is you have a window morning window to fuel, you have an afternoon window, then lunchtime to fuel, and potentially what you should be doing is having the snack before you do your workout at two, three, four, five. I mean I've been training people for twenty years and my athletes what what they do is they train after school. So I've seen I personally do the mid afternoon, early dinner window, and I've seen my athletes do it. And what I found is it works out really good um, because, you know, and also if you're an athlete in the summer, if, you ha- if you're working out in the afternoon, you can take a nap. So at least you are, um, as far as restoration goes, you're, you've gotten the sleep that you need to be able to perform while you're more fueled because you've had three opportunities to eat already. Um, because it's the middle, late then from it, you can go get coffee so that your ability to take in caffeine to give you more energy if you need to. You know, what if you wake up in the morning of a 5 a.m. workout and the coffee maker doesn't work or you don't have your pre-workout or whatever. Um, and it's far enough away from at night that it, you don't get sleep disruptions, which we'll go over as far as the evening. So I'm selling the mid-afternoon but here's the thing you work nine to five that shit scrapped unless you go at noon the problem with noon because i used to train adult people is you know yes it's good slide it into the hour man you gotta change locker rooms um all sweaty and shit you gotta go back at work if you got and you might be you don't want to be the funky guy at work so um it all depends but nobody goes to work anymore and everybody works remote so i guess um if you have the ability to maneuver or shift your schedule, I have found collectively 
afternoon, early evening really does really is a pretty good um, time to lift. So, but you have no input on that because you are either working out in the morning or late at night. So we're gonna go to evening workouts. So the good news is if you can't fuel yourself by 6, 7 p.m., you're a degenerate. And if you're an athlete, you shouldn't even be an athlete. And you should kick yourself in the nuts or the ovaries. Um, because now it's 7 p.m. And if you have to, you shouldn't even be worried about working out. You should be worried about nutrition if you can't work out, if you can't figure it out by then. Um, you have more time typically. So you remember we would do those 7.30 to 9 workouts, which would turn into 10 o'clock because we would play ultimate ball. So there's, if you do, because I've worked out at night before, what I liked about it is um, as long as it wasn't too late, you know, I used to work out at 7, 8 o'clock at night, and I could have this nice long, I could make it two hours if I want, and I could make it harder in the beginning and tailor it then. I was able to get a lot of volume in, um, because right now with my 30 minutes workout, I'm not getting better, I'm just maintaining what I have, whereas the late night workout, you're not like, shit, I gotta go to work, I gotta do this, I gotta pick the kids up, I gotta do that, I gotta do that, and you're more likely, and based off, we, you're, that you go back to the testosterone component of it. It just feels like not. I never. People are just always ready to get after it. Even my latest groups at night, they typically go after it the hardest, um, and train the longest, and are the least likely to skip out on things. All in that nighttime window. Well, being a part of the old Valley Batting Cage Seven Thirty Lift Group, I really love the nighttime lift. Uh, nighttime workouts were right up my alley. When I was in my kind of cardio psycho mode, I'd do three, four-hour bike rides starting at 8 p.m. until midnight, but that's just some, some stupid stuff. Uh, but uh, the, the other thing, too, at least from my perspective, because I'm food-motivated, I'm like a Labrador. You know, if, uh, give me food, I'll do anything. So I would get bigger meal portions after our 7.30 workouts when I got home because I burned enough calories and stuff and sometimes I'd barely be able to lift my arms over my shoulders but I'd get like, you know, two servings of spaghetti and meatballs and I was just so thrilled. You do, yeah, you're more depleted which means more of what you eat afterwards is kind of guilt-free because you don't have to worry about all those carbs getting stored as fat because they're replenishing your muscle glycogen. So you are getting the multitask, and I never brought that up, but that is another good thing about um, you have more free as far as carb choices before you go to bed. Um, and it's, yes, it's it's nice. A, a guilt-free dinner is, is pretty cool. So I get that. Um... Now the challenge is, which is the when I bounce it right back to you, how it was, and this is my personal experience. When I would get into that nine o'clock, like I just had a whole bunch of there was no going to bed. Like remember I said I would work out in the mornings. I'd be like, God, I'm tired. I just want to take a nap. Any nighttime workout that I've ever done, there has been no part of me. It's like all right, let's let's get ready to roll. Now it worked because I worked two to ten. And I was up till one in the morning every day, but I, there's no way that when I finished my workout at nine o'clock, I was going to bed at nine thirty. I was, that just fueled me to be up for four more hours to do whatever I needed to do. So sleep disruptions. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely. Well, it depended on the day. Sometimes it'd be the workout would be so hard I'd just eat dinner, you know, kind of shower. And then I am one of those people where if I eat enough, it kind of just, you know, uh, just hits me all at once. I'm just out. So that would be good. When that didn't happen, I would be up for a bit. Uh, but, you know, the same time going to high school an hour and a half away at some times they the administration would tell me hey look you know if it's going to rain out you don't really have to come you know we don't want you to get into an accident on the road and some days you know after those uh those late night workouts you know it just looked like rain so i'd, I'd have to go in a little late to make sure it wasn't gonna rain uh, right. Well, if you're seeing things when you're driving home, that's generally not a good, not a good thing. Um, but outside of sleep disruption or the sleep disruptions, the biggest one for me, which is why I'll never work out again, is if you miss a workout, it's over. <laughs> like, it's it's that you hit the procrastination button all day, and then because I went in a, went through a period of time in my life where I didn't exercise. Um, and it was nighttime, and it was just like, it's like 8, 9, and like, ah, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. It, it's an easy, I'll do it tomorrow. And then I'll do it tomorrow, which is the reason why our world is obese. So for me, um, it it working out in the afternoon to help me be more accountable to ensure, because I just didn't, you got to learn your body and you have to know you. Because what's my driving force to make sure that I work out before I go to work? Because I always it pops in my head, and I'll just do it at night. No, you won't. The if I percentage the amount of times where I did miss it, the afternoon workout, and it was time to work out at night. I mean, two out of ten, I was hitting those. So, and you make that at nine, it's even worse. There's just no shot. I believe you get more of a cop out, and you're less like if you miss it. There's not you. That's the benefit of the morning workout guy. If you could morning workout guy can be like, oh, can't fit it in that window, shift over to the afternoon, oh, can't fit it to that window, and shift it to the evening. And by the time you shift it three times, there's probably a higher probability and chance that you're going to be able to get it in as opposed to waiting to the very end of the day and then hitting the tomorrow button. So those are my takes. Um, ultimately, you're going to have to slot, slot in where you can get it in. And getting it in, no matter how bad it is, is just better than not doing anything. I've even gotten to the point where some of my workouts, I was so unmotivated, they became all flexibility and mobility and corrective based. Um, some of them are going to be sad, little shitty. I'm going to, I fucking use Cine for a walk. Is I don't even, because I'm like, I just don't feel, I lifted for whatever. It was the amount of time I, I, legitimately I'm proud of this because you should know it's hard to work out but I think I worked out three days a week didn't take any weeks off and got that all in for like 16 months straight now what you're supposed to do everyone is supposed to take a week off or two weeks off of lifting but I was like I gotta do something and I used the thing that I hate the most which is walking um as my and walked for 30 to just to check a goddamn box so I, cause though I got to do something, you got to do something. So there you go. For sure. I, uh, I actually walk almost every day, like 40 minutes at lunchtime. Well, we talked about this before my sad little walks around the office building because 
don't have anything else to do. But, uh, yeah, some of the other things, just uh, a few other takeaways I had for nighttime workouts. Uh, just a random one. This wasn't something I saw in any research. But, generally speaking, most athletic competitions are not occurring at, like, 6 a.m. in the morning. So... You know, you kind of get into a bit of a routine. You get your body used to, to doing athletic things at night. You know, you, you kind of want to get used to, to doing and working at night. Um, the other thing, more energy. I saw that people had, or studies say, people have 80% more endurance and that their performance is better because they're consuming less oxygen at night. So that's solid. And then also flexibility and core body temperature increases uh, compared to what it's at in the morning as you go throughout the day. Um, I did forget to mention that morning workouts with not a, without a warm-up, when the core body temperature is lower, you're actually going to have an increased risk of injury um, because you're not warmed up. So that's good that you brought that up. Yep, I, I actually had a longer warm-up needed on the, the morning con list I, I see, and I completely forgot it. So, thankfully, yeah, the inverse is true at night. Uh, you have more flexibility, and yeah, you've also just kind of gone through the day. So, it's, you know, you're just loose. Loose as a goose. Um, and then cons, again, may impact sleep. And then also, it's not something I saw in research, just something I thought, you know, probably applicable. Uh Things throughout your day can go wrong, and they can affect you mentally as you go. So you may not be all there. You just kind of have to focus and stuff. Maybe you're in college, you got a bad test grade, who knows. Uh, but, yeah, just mentally you got to make sure you dial it in for, for nighttime. I agree. Cool, cool. So, yeah, um, the last thing that I had, don't know if you have anything else, but just the, the main takeaways are, you know, you got to do it when you can do it. It's always better to get it in than not get it in. Uh, mornings, they're good for fat burning and cardio. You know, you just kind of wake up and, and get your burn in. Uh, afternoons, probably the most ideal time to work out. I know in high school that that lift right after school and in college, you know, you can usually slot in an afternoon workout or two, workout group, lift group. Those are usually the best. Uh, and then, yeah, nighttime, uh, good if you need, you know, to, to really perform. You can always bring the energy. Just, you know, if you work out too hard, may disrupt the sleep. So, uh, yeah. Other than that, I think for, for our, I don't know what we're going to call it. We're still searching for a name. Uh, but instead of the question of the week, our, our new summertime thing we're doing name tbd speaking of names uh arp isn't aarp i i don't think you you want to be aarp oh. we shouldn't be in the aarp right right away no right? it's just, not not right now it's arp arp yeah aarp okay. would be the advanced old people association or some shit that's not what we are we're we're athletic regular people the amateur american retired peoples there you go I, I, that's definitely not it. No, um, ARP. So, yeah, um, we're talking shin splints. I have been told, and I have gone through my entire time on this earth, assuming 
that if you got shin splints, a good way to treat them and get rid of them is you find a couch. And you want to find one where, you know, you can stick your, your toes, your feet kind of like halfway under. Video, you know, my hand is a foot. So your, your foot, you stick it in about halfway. And then under the couch, you lift your toes up and on, on both feet to try and feel a strain on your shins. And apparently that is supposed to help relieve your shin splints. You do it, you know, like 30 seconds, 10, 15 times, and they, they get better, apparently. You just got to do it for as often as you can. All right, so that is nonsense. Uh, that is just, I don't even know. Some of the things that you tell me, I don't even understand how people could come up with this shit and try and sell it as, as good, but... The reason for shin, shin splints, because we're getting a lot of shin splints now in the summer, it's an increase in running volume, because when people write these running programs, they go from doing no running to a whole bunch of running, therefore pissing everything off. So if you have shin splints, it's usually because of a variety of things, um, including tightness in your calf and your soleus and weakness in your anterior tib. So you would want to spend a lot of time getting tissue work. You have to spend more time than normal doing tissue work on the Achilles and the soleus to get that to its optimal length and position. You got to strengthen the stabilizers of the ankle, especially your anterior tib. Um, and also the, the lacrosse ball or the golf ball of the feet is a good thing to do um, to alleviate that tension. Um, and then one of my athletes brought up to me about doing tissue work and cramming your finger into the tops of your feet, which he saw in a sponsored ad. And I said, you don't really want to be messing with all that stuff, especially when you don't know what they're doing. But with the new generation of kids out here, <clears throat> they're basically just stealing videos of people doing shit without asking. So it's good that you brought the shin splint thing up because it's becoming more common. And what you got to do is don't do a lot of mileage, acclimate the way that you're supposed to do. And if you're, but your coaches are making you run every day, it's causing this problems and you ca you can't obviously change that. But what you can do is stretch your calves, stretch your soleus, strengthen your ankle stabilizers, roll the bottoms of your feet and pray. That would be a better treatment plan than cramming your toes in the corner of a couch and standing up like a ballet dancer and making everything worse crushing toes over developing the calves and the quads which are a primary reason what you would be doing would be making them worse so don't listen to that guy and kick him in the nuts when you see him next time well, well not me the person who said it not me yeah yeah, yeah. the but... person that who said told you that you should kick him in the nuts and say you don't know what you're talking about as soon as i find that guy i absolutely will thank you um but, yeah, other than that and my newfound buddy, uh, I think that's going to do it for the NES experience this week. Any other notes of wisdom you would like to leave us on, Ned? I don't know why you do that. I never have anything to say. I just verbal diarrhea 40 minutes at you. So, no, I don't have shit to say. I said all that I need to say. Damn, that was negative. Well, yeah, well, you know, I guess we'll uh, let's just kind of take that negativity, turn it into positivity, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. It's the NES experience. Just